Coronavirus is the biggest threat this country has faced for decades. We're seeing the devastating impact of this invisible killer. There will come a moment when no health service in the world could possibly cope, because there won't be enough ventilators, enough intensive care beds, enough doctors and nurses. That is the moment of real danger. The new variant is out of control, and we need to bring it under control. And this news about the new variant has been a uh, an incredibly difficult end to, frankly, an awful year. And it's important for everybody to act, essentially act like they might have the virus. And that's the way that we can control it together. The way ahead is hard. And it is still true that many lives will, sadly, be lost. Our advisory group on new and emerging respiratory virus threats, nerve tag, has spent the last few days analyzing this new variant. It may be up to 70% more transmissible than the old variant, the original version of the disease. You, you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Assume you might be infectious, assume you might be infectious, and that's the way that we have to behave at this moment. Today, the United Kingdom's chief medical officers have advised that the country should move to alert level five, meaning that uh, if action is not taken, NHS capacity may be overwhelmed within 21 days. And it's going to spread further. And I, I must level with you, level with the, the British public. Um, more families, uh, many more families, are going to lose loved ones before their time. Your colleague on stage, John Edmonds, has just sent me a statement saying that as far as he's concerned, this is the worst moment of the epidemic because of the extraordinary inf infectivity of this new strain. Yeah, I, I agree with that. I mean, this is a horrible moment for sure. I to say, as I'm really sorry to hear about your two relatives who died from this virus. I mean, it is a very dangerous virus uh, for many people. We're looking to move to a different regime, so as we come to the fourth step, we will change the basic tools that we have used to control human behaviour.
reading that little line. I will be arrested for not taking a fucking vaccine. This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Yeah, in a coup they might come and fucking intimidate me and whatnot. But fuck, they do not understand what the fuck just one person like myself is capable of. They do not fucking understand. No fucking vaccine or MRA will ever flow through my fucking blood, blood. Never! I will fucking die fucking fighting for my forefathers and my fucking lineage. Fuck these motherfuckers! Alright, alright. Oh god, I forgot. It's uh, Friday and no, I forgot uh, the St. Arafat jingle. But uh, yes, he's back. Back from. Oh, he's not back. He's gone too. And uh, it's ready, ready to stream and uh, bring his bowels of wisdom to us all. One Shogun Rikasu. Uh, let, me, let me do this and bring him in. Why is that not working? Mid. All right. Um, yes. So sorry, I haven't been streaming as much. I've been. Um, well, I was at hospital all day yesterday. And uh, hey, dude. So, uh, let me. Ah, I could hear myself. Yeah, that's, there you go. That's better. Um, yeah, I was. I was just explaining to the crowd that I was um, otherwise engaged at hospital. So the lack of streaming so if you don't mind i'll quickly just fill them in uh with what's what and then then we'll get in i was actually just you know <laughs> going off the title i thought i'd do some new analysis in the uh in the interim since we last spoke um so we can take a look at that so uh yeah i went to the hospital yesterday i've been feeling shitty and for well since charles was here well, quite a about a month after Charles was here, and uh, um, I've got like a well, I, th they said cyst, but infected, and in my mind, infected cyst is abscess, but it's sort of right at the base of my skull, and um, the so I've got to take antibiotics for ten days, and then they'll take it out on the fifth, 
of um... must be an infectious clone right (laughs) (laughs) they get fucking everywhere mate um all right let me just do this hope the soundboard is clean so that people can see your visage and not just mine um ah well i can only see i'm watching and i can only see you right now it's just me chat between heads you're not gonna oh i don't see i don't see me at all i only see your camera uh yeah it's should flick over if you're watching on rumble it should flick over any any minute so um let's see few not the big c glad to hear well i don't know right they've got to take it out and (laughs) if uh if they can tell before doing biopsies and stuff but um i'll i'll settle for um cyst abscess and um it feels like it i feel shitty and (laughs) it is where it is uh look at the compliments flowing into the chat for you dude i don't get that (laughs) i need i need to uh do more grooming All right, let's uh, let's. Um, well, where should where should we begin? Um, why don't? Because it's been a few weeks since we've been able to stream, just because of your situation as well. So, I don't know if you want to tell folks what you've been up to, and um, I know. You, I mean, basically, every time I was chatting to you, you were sort of hopping from coffee shop to whatever, and. Um, but you you you've situated yourself and uh, are now um dug in as it were yeah i'm actually i'm no longer a resident of texas for the first time since 1989 so oh shit that's uh, kind of weird yeah so even though i've lived in 10 different states uh when i was in the marine corps i was always Technically, a resident of Texas. Domicile no Texas. That that must hurt the pride somewhat, right? Isn't um. Well, I mean, I'm still Texan, so. I guess. I mean, it's kind of like being a Marine. It's not like you, just because you move away, doesn't mean you're not a Texan. So. I suppose. Um. Well, you know. I'm, I mean, I'm, I'm still proud of where I'm from. I'm like, you know. I, I'm trying my best to uh, lay down where I'm from at the moment. <laughs> I'm, well, I mean, I, I left Japan and I came right back into the the nest of vipers. So mm, mm, uh, I'm I'm 50 miles, 40, uh, 40 or 50 miles from DC, and so I can smell the swamp from here. So. Yeah, I, I can imagine that that must be uh, sort of commuter belt, right, for the swamp. They're just going to be dragging back all kinds of well, they're infective just, clones. All kinds of infectious clones, yeah. But they're not infectious, so we have to call them. We have to. We can't. We just have to call them clones, I think, because okay. they're not infectious. Because, okay. Because apparently, that's JC science. There's been a lot of. There's been a lot of not science being preached recently on that channel, because mm. he instead of addressing everything that we threw out there, you know, especially the lipid nanoparticles and stuff from Christy, he just dismissed her and you know kind of went off on his merry way and completely ignored anything of substance so i think that from now on we need to correct him because if he's he can't say that they're infectious clones if they're not infectious mm. like if they can't spread 
not really that infectious. So we should just call them clones. Well, the the issue here is that you know virologists, including Mary and Joanna, would just argue that. I mean, he's talking about the recombinant DNA. That's the clone. But as soon as you've started the infective cycle, you're developing... Which the, isn't real. Which isn't real, right. That's an illusion. But the, the swarm emerges and... That's what we do. And wow. The, but not, uh, not a swarm that can jump from individual to individual. And, you know, I, I sort of watched him... Um, for late uh, Mike Eden and look right, I'll say this about Mike I've um, I've spoke to him in the background what have you I think he's spot on talking about the tyranny and what have you um, yeah. he's got that bit right he does and you know man how shot well JC JC is so selective that he couldn't even Mike Eden still even though he doesn't believe in viruses he's still has the sin of not following everything, not agreeing completely 100% with everything JC says. Because, you know, JC is an immunologist uh, as a neuroscientist. Well, uh, according to Church of Epi, JC has a Gnostic Messiah complex. Um, yeah. Yeah. Yes, except Gnostic, Gnosis means to know, and he doesn't. So. <laughs> Well, he, it's, good, yeah. it's good. It's good to know Greek sometimes. The um, well, what did we, like the last time I was streaming? No, I can't. Like I say, my memory is so fuzzy. I can't remember which stream I did last. Doc Ek one or Albert? No, I did, the last one was with uh, Albert and um, the Abrahamic deception. That's the last one I did, but. Prior to that one, Doc Keck was in there basically sort of pinning them down with respect to, well, synthetic clones is the spike a synthetic clone? Um, and this is where the sort of rubber meets the road because, you know, I would I would argue that it, it, it is. It's translating a neurotoxic, cytopathic, peptide complex that um, has multiple attack vectors baked into it and um, this clone in, until it mutates and then it's not the clone anymore but oh. the fact that it can mutate is part of the evidence he's just arguing that it, that it mutates too quickly and it mutates to something that we can't trace so I guess all those 15 million sequences are just Bullshit. Right. <laughs> yeah, and the the mass spec analysis that pulled out the proline locked spike in right, so we I can differentiate, mm. and and that we and the the hundreds of studies that they've done where they've sequenced infection chains. Mm. So is that just made up? Uh, it it um, has to be right. That that's that's the logical conclusion of. Um, the Scooby Doo. It's all. It's all trickery. Yeah. It's all a Jewish trick. <laughs> so, and... it's all Jewish trick. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> in my I book. But... <laughs> that yet. Well, it, it was funny. I don't know. There's so much more happening in the world than than 
I mean, JC actually isn't discussing anything. He's just rehashing the same stuff and ignoring the evidence. So mm-hmm. he's kind of he's kind of becoming less and less important. Um, and there's so many other things worth talking about. Yeah, like, yeah. So prior like to fist or pretty much anything other than that, because he's not giving anything useful, and he's being left behind mm. by everyone. Yeah, and you know. And I don't you know, know. this I is like done a good enough job. Congrats to Doc Keck for uh, that was a good show. Yes, um, yeah, he's, I really, really like the updates of the lawfare. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you know, that's that's look, folks. There's a lesson for you, right? There's no need. Um, he learned that stuff. He got off up his back, off his backside. <laughs> so not off his backside. That would be every fucking gay that would. But um, he learned this shit and also the legal stuff and it's actually put it into action and so you can um you can take information from here and make it actionable in the real world and if we can't fight them in the courts and i think that may be a losing rearguard action uh somewhat but um it's incumbent upon you to fight there before before the I don't know, berserker psychosis kicks in and everyone's just at each other's throats, left, right and centre, and violence tends to be senseless and it will not go down the way that you uh, imagine it to in uh, in your uh, in your fantasies. So many, so many stupid people just think that they're going to be... Wait, I can hear my Discord pinging for some reason. What's going on? I can't. So I don't know if that matters. Uh, yeah, but people listening to the stream, well, uh, it'll be the kids <laughs> have a tab open with their Discord mm-hmm. somewhere. He just scalps himself. It's very true. <laughs> very true. Uh, Kev, send me your MRI report. Uh, oh, yeah, I, I can do that. Um, I mean, I, it's not... Uh, I don't think it's that. It's just painful and swollen. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll get on the men soon enough. Um, well, so, so there's been a number of uh, big ticket items emerge in the last few weeks that we should probably work through. And so off the top of my head, of course, is the, the preprint from Nystrom's group in Sweden where they've found that amino acid, 20 amino acid sequence that seems to be prion protein specific. Um, That's a very, very um, disturbing development. Um, I'm... uh, I'm... How should we say? Look, would, would we find... Or if that was an issue... Right in all coronaviruses, I think I think they would have honed in on that type of peptide chemistry, I guess. And yes, I, I I'm I'm hoping, I'm hoping, but maybe it's not the case. Maybe it's something that is just in there. That that sequence is unique with respect to every other. 
coronavirus that has been sequenced. Um, so it is novel. That sequence is novel in and of itself. Well, then uh, I'm, I think you and I are kind of past the point of believing in coincidences mm. with this stuff. Um, the fact that, well, if I haven't gone back and looked at all the sequences, I'm presuming somebody else has, but if you're saying that it's unique in coronaviruses, mm. then well, we should go back to basics because what are the, well, no, there was, the, there was two, two hits, dude. One is SARS-CoV-2, and the other is that Pseudomonas, whatever, ag agarinosis, um, whatever. Pseudomonas aeruginosa, yeah. Yeah. Okay, well, so that, well, and guess what, guess what else those two things have in common? Mm. They both um, utilize fear and cleavage. Mm. Yeah. So, um, and both of them have been studied extensively uh, for that very reason. Mm. In fact, I'm, I may be wrong, but I believe that Pseudomonas ergonosa is a common action of cystic fibrosis. Did you say wrong. cystic fibrosis? Mm -hmm. Isn't that, I thought I that was a genetic disorder, no? Well, no, it is a genetic disorder, but it makes you more susceptible to various lung infections. Uh, I don't know. I need to go back and look. But I, what I, I do know is that Pseudomonas aeruginosa. In fact, in my, I suppose I could. Oh, I I can't share screen. Yeah, you um, can. But I just have to uh, enable it. You just have to enable it. Uh, let's see where it is. Yeah, you, you're good to go, sir. All right. So, <clears throat> since we are, let me get back there now. And so whilst, you, whilst you're looking. Uh, lick spells. It's uh, Jihad Friday. Feed, feed the blick. I haven't been streaming this week. He will go hungry. Uh, everything, everything I make today will go to uh, feed that tax abating blick. Yeah. Uh, ah, the problem is now that let me just move the chat a little bit. Well, I won't screen share for too long, but I just wanted to show people once again uh, because this is. This is a common theme here, a common thread. Uh, furin, um, obviously, it's present in mammals, and it does all these different wonderful things. And then, if it's bad, it can also interact just inside your body, not including external uh, microbes and shit. Uh, Dysregulation of furin or upregulation of furin uh, plays a role in cancer, diabetes, and neurological diseases. And yeah, you know what? We never got to that um, manuscript you sent a while back, which was furin and oh, was it Alzheimer's? Well, I mean, I have at least fifty. Uh, is it furin and Alzheimer's? Are you talk about hypoxia and. No, well, it was furin dysregulation and Alzheimer's, I think. But it was like oh, yeah. you dropped it in the chat, and it was ju it just sort of well, it's a job to you know you get something interesting, and then just current events just keep snowballing and escalating. That I mean, I've got that's that's from my list of like nine hundred papers. That's part of the Watchmaker 
bundle and uh i've got at least 50 in there i could i could sort them mm. and, and go through at some point if we want but um but basically if you look over here under bacterial you can see let's see what bacteria also uses uh, furin cleavage or can 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 uh, manipulate and um, because of it has these um these regions anthrax toxin diphtheria toxin pseudomonas exotoxin a which is from pseudomonas aeruginosa and then the shiga toxins shiganella i think it is or shigeli shigella i can't remember uh, and then of course viral um you have all of these different viruses so uh, and I, I put examples of each of these different viruses on here. So if cytomegalovirus, herpes, SARS-CoV-2, MERS, dengue, Zika, yellow fever, chikungunya, uh, that would be Venezuelan equine encephalitis. Uh, I don't remember what the EEV is. Uh, hantavirus, loss of fever, Marburg, Ebola, influenza, RSV, measles, Nipah, HIV. So, Wonderful. Yeah. What a list. <laughs> I'm not saying there's a connection, but you know. Mm -hmm. And then this was that other list where I took, where I took the the ranking of 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 military um, potential or known biological weapons, and I all I did was put those little symbols right where, okay, which of these have fear and cleavage mm -hmm. as part of their mechanism, and most of the viruses that are there are known or potential biological weapons shocking and you know mm. so anyway. yeah which uh brings us to that so yeah pseudomonas aeruginosa is not on here but it is a very common uh bacterial infection typically nosocomial mm. uh yeah yeah so what's the authors on that military medicine paper i've forgotten for, for um, well actually uh no, I'm thinking of the lipid nanoparticle paper by um the insipid nanoparticle. Mm. Um oh that's JC. Never mind. <laughs> um actually well fine, I'll, I'll screen share again. And we'll just uh, we'll do a screen. You, you have the power, dude. I know, this is nice. Okay, so let's let's get Cray Cray in here then. Uh let's go to Excel. Did you uh you get the laptop? What's that? To get the laptop sorted. Uh, well, the screen isn't fixed, but I have it hooked up. It's a powerful one, so I've got it hooked up to the multiple screens. Okay. Blah, 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 blah. Continue. All right. Let's let's see what we got here. Oh, shit. Sorry. Hmm. No, I think this might be it. No. Oh. What was I? I don't even remember what I was looking at. What was I going to look for? Uh, Pseudomonas and... Uh... Pseudomonas. Oh, no. I gotta... This is the problem when you have 60 tabs in here. It gets hard to... Mm. You need to learn MATLAB. Do... Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Query calls. Uh, and... oh, here we go. So if if we go to the Watchmaker tab, which is tab 45... On this publicly available document, and then we only do sure. 
oh, there's 88 papers. Hmm. Sorry, my bad. 88 papers involved with furin cleavage. And if we, let's just search here. Oh, no, that's not it. Oh, well. Wow, did I fail? I may have failed. See, this is the problem. This is with this useless with this useless Excel spreadsheet. I, uh, just I'm getting just, a bit bit unwieldy. And I'm sorry for being a scrub. I work on it. Yeah. Well, th you know, this is. Oh, we're wow. at we're at levels sort of below oh not below i mean like furin activity is a, just a it's a peptide sequence alongside the amyloidogenic you know they're all just amino acid combinations and you know it's it's about trying to pick out where where they would be problematic and you know that's and, I actually and, forgot what I was for. Oh, well, Pseudomonas aeruginosa? Maybe I've forgotten now. So, this <laughs> <laughs> is what happens when we're old. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Pseudomo Pseudomonas exotoxin A optimized by evolution for effective killing. No, that's not it. I, somebody in the chat can tell us what we, <laughs> whatever we were thinking, trying to find. Um, yeah, I get lost in it. It's been a while since I've been digging around here. So there's so many things that I want to get back and do that. Mm. Yeah, I get distracted easily, but um, well, and the, but the point that should be hammered home here is is the first slide that you showed is bio. All of those have been investigated for bio warfare potential, and now we're at this level where the activity has become not like it wasn't there before, but it's open to analysis and manipulation like it's never been before i would i would posit right. and the and so this um finding by nystrom is well it's it's concerning because it it's not there in other viruses or um well any any of the blast database so it's that's novel right and so this this ability to be exposed and then have these downstream effects which would be and I don't, you've got to be some type of numbskull to just say that oh i'm just going to ignore the potential sequelae from prion protein turning into its scrapey form right we we know that that is um what a shame he's not a neuroscientist <laughs> yeah yeah um the i, I just shake uh, my head <laughs> that's, yeah. that's so well, you know, it's such low-hanging data saying, man the, yeah low-hanging data so one thing that and actually i don't know if you can see it on here but um, so this column, column P, mm. I had only just begun to put in, um, if there's pre-energic sequences like the, the LLR, I can't remember the name, the, what the acronym stands for at the moment, but 
that's from Tess and Tess right there, actually. Right. I, and actually, this is a combined total. I, I was just doing something. But basically, uh, I was just starting the process of, of showing this is the list of potential bioweapons, plus I added in a bunch of other stuff. So... Um, let and me right let me now, just find what of, that LLR is. It's like yeah. regions, something something like regions, yeah. pre unlike yeah. regions. Yeah, but it's bothering me now that I don't. I, I should know this. <laughs> well, the bottom line is, and I say that all the time. Oh, it's it's the likelihood ratio for go, yeah. it being um, pre unlike domains, and you know this. The thing to um, for people to understand is that this or that particular analysis, black, is it's just one way of looking at these um, regions. And funnily enough, if um, I can share my screen, I was taking a look at the Omicron, the last Omicron sequence that I have, and. And here's what's disturbing is that oh, I'd love to find the original, but this is the amyloidogenic Waltz analysis looking at um, the spike protein in Omicron, and the number of regions is orders of magnitude higher than the original Wuhan sequence. And again, what does that mean um, epidemiologically, disease state, um, inducing, etc.? I don't think we, th there's not enough data in the public domain to call it one way or the other at the moment. And But what I would say is we should be if if you want to try and convince people not to get gene transfected, it should be this type of argument, which is that hey, there's you know you don't know where these peptides are going to end up, and this um, this degree of signal um, is concerning, and the, the the experiments need to be done where like. Nystrom have done, they'll take these amino acid sequences and then see which ones they might be specific for. And if I remember correctly, I probably still have the paper up somewhere. Well, one, so one thing that people need to understand is Tets and Tets, one of their papers, when they were looking at the SARS-CoV-2 spike protein and looking at these different things, one of the arguments that they were making is that it appears that this that these prion-like domains have a key role in, um, especially within the receptor binding domain, and so, and it just so happens that the same mutations that made SARS-CoV-2 more ACE2 receptive. Hmm. Also, if I remember correctly, the same five mutations that, ma that made it even 
better than the original stars, those also produce the prion-like domain. Uh, and they're, they're talking but about a different one. That's missing in the later um, Omicron variants, right? So that disappears when so I, was, I did that as well. Whilst well, it, it, it shifts slightly. I don't know if it shifts enough to where you can say it disappears. There's, um, there's the latest. Um, there we go. So usually around here, there was a, yeah, it wasn't, and you know, you can look at scrapey prion proteins and it, it, you know, it'll intersect and cross over and max out. And, but, you know, there's these, these signals at a mass scale, past immune barriers, getting places that you're not supposed to get them, um, is the potential long-term attack vector in this instance. Well, and, and we're seeing the evidence, specifically that we know that there are signals, and the signals, they're very, relatively speaking, they're very powerful because A, we're seeing early onset neurodegenerative diseases. Um, we're seeing the at this extreme end of the scale, we're seeing directly time correlated to vaccination on average of 11 days afterwards you said there's 26 cases of variant cjd mm -hmm. um so and like you've always been been laying out the case for that's at the end of the spectrum mm -hmm. but it's a spectrum that goes all the way back all the way past alzheimer's and parkinson's etc and to what i would i'm sure you would contend as well is that the brain fog would be mm. that we're seeing could be, and it could be a number of things, but the most concerning long term would would be that it's a symptom of, you know, some sort of Neuro underlying neurosol. process. And so yeah. there was there was a clip from the Australian Parliament, and you know there's some good stuff happening down. In Australia, just with respect to official questions being asked under sort of record, and, oh, and yeah, especially with Senator Rennick, yeah. Oh, this this wasn't Senator Rennick. Let me just say, did you see oh, this? Wow. But um, maybe not. I mean, I haven't. So one of the reasons I've been absent is because I haven't had much internet access in this new place until just recently. So hmm. that's been part of the setup no. process. <laughs> I'm like, where are you? Yeah. Ah, driving this, that. Yeah, no. Sitting in Starbucks or in my car, <laughs> just to, on my computer in my car, just so I can have some internet. Uh, let me uh, let me try and find the clip. Uh, oh, and of course we've had the. Um, what do you call it? The CIA whistleblower. What do you make of that whilst I'm looking for this? Oh, yeah, yeah. Well, um, well, so first thing we don't know is, uh, for people who aren't aware, there was a, the select subcommittee investigating the origins of the virus. I just released a letter um, stating or demanding documents related to, apparently, a whistleblower came forward from, I believe, the CIA 
or but it was supposed to be a senior official in the intelligence community saying that the CIA bribed a bunch of scientists to to change their mind about the origin of the virus for their official reports that they were doing. And from what I hear, there was seven people on this little seven scientists who are part of this whole group. So I don't know if this is proximal origin authors. I don't know. One thing we don't know is who these seven people were, but whoever they were, they were they were writing reports on the origin for the intelligence community. And the intelligence community, the CIA apparently paid them to change their mind, six of the seven. One one of the seven was apparently adamant that it was natural origin, but six of the seven they paid so that way they would change their uh what their wait, so we we don't say. we don't know if that whistleblower is one of the proximal origin crew is what you're saying. And so no, it's not CIA know, per se. We it's we don't know who any of the seven are. But okay. the seven that they're talking about were seven scientists, seven experts who were consulted about the origin, and they were paid by the CIA to change their mind. So mm. that way they would say that it was a natural origin. Yeah, where does the power come to be able I mean, to do we, that? Dude? We know they've been paid off. Um, it was obvious, and it has been obvious, that they that these people were not saying, I mean, we have them on record in their own emails saying the opposite of what they wrote. So um, my guess is it's, if it's not the proximal origin authors, then it's other various. It, I, I presume that at least one of them is Robert Gary because Robert Gary and Christian Anderson were two people who remember who I, whom I was told <clears throat> by unofficial sources, highly placed, in the Trump administration that um, had gone around in early 2020 doing a little tour. They were sent on a tour of the intelligence agencies by Fauci to spread this false that's narrative. Right. I remember about, you saying that. Yeah, That's right. So my guess is that we're talking that that is the same people in the end and that Gary and Anderson are two of those people. I don't know if it's all the proximal origin authors, but I can that you, I would stay put a lot of money on the fact that Gary and Anderson are two of those people. Mm. So, um, Eric in the chat rightly says this sounds like a calling the mark story, where basically you got scammed and you're going to the the scammer will basically bring you down so that you're. Uh, impotent rage doesn't uh, spiral into, I don't know, self-harm, I guess. Something like that. Right. For, for... Yeah. I mean, it's not going to stop me from doing it. Like, okay, well, it doesn't change the fact that there's crimes against humanity. Mm. The fact that we know it now. It's not like it... To me, it doesn't really change that much mm. until we know who these people are. Mm. But... I'm pretty sure I know who some of them are. Starlight signs in the chat says, for 50 quid, I'll say the sky is green. <laughs> Hit me up. Funnily enough, in Japan, um, they call blue green. Don't ask me why, but 
that that's the just different different neural networks at play but yeah they like green traffic lights mean. yeah literally uh, i don't know but for green like green traffic, traffic lights blue. blue yeah for them um all right yeah it's just i i could never quite wrap my head around <laughs> there's a there's a physical light spectrum right and yeah i guess i guess there are shades of green that can bleed into blue somewhat i guess um i mean yellow yellow and blue makes green right if i remember correctly why are you asking me i don't know, <laughs> I don't know. yellow and blue make green sure yes yellow yeah and blue like green. you mix the paints up for the kiddies and you show it turns it different yeah, i don't do that yeah. <laughs> all right either i just watched the missus do it with the kids uh, I'm, I'm all, all hands off um so yeah the you know how can that information be leveraged any further with respect to the cia there's no there's going to be no penetrating the cia's operations at yeah, this sort no. of level right it, you, you'll just run smack into um, national security um i mean i the best thing that we can do is just make people aware of you you're not you're like you're right we're not going to penetrate hmm. um we're not going to get everyone but what we have to do is expose enough that they can't pull this shit anymore. Mm. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know how far we'll ever be able to get. Um, because like I've said in the past, and I know Spartacus. Well, who who has the power to um operationally um you know influence CIA actions? And you know, there's you can you can uh, limit the field down fairly substantially yeah, just through that. You can, you can limit it. You can take away funding. However, they 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 they're probably the largest criminal organization in the world. Mm. Um, you know, I'm sure they were selling Afghanistan opium. Uh, and you know, so the and now the 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 intelligence community is is so ingrained within Silicon Valley that they have an unlimited supply of. Mm. It may be too late to completely, you know, kill all the cockroaches, but what we can do is just make sure we don't leave, you know, easy eggs to pray for them. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. I, I, like I say, I don't know. The, the calling down the mark sounds um, very, very much like what we're hearing here now so you know yeah yeah, yeah you were you were right lixfields now <laughs> it's time to divert and distract <laughs> yeah yeah well they're um, trying to take away uh, attention from the, the the other crimes against humanity you know like vaccines the mm. just all the victims the fact that a million that millions of people were killed for no reason mm. or for for nefarious reasons uh, that's what really matters. Not so much like we know that there's nefarious stuff going on mm. and that's what they're trying to divert focus away from mm. because they you don't know, want to confront the actual 
You know what I was looking at the other day? I don't know why. But I was I was just perusing uh, no, it was um co so there's this number sort of going around right now which was um you know, how many excess deaths are there? Just from twenty nine well, end of twenty nineteen. Right. To so the basically they're saying how many excess deaths were a result of the pandemic, even if they weren't directly from COVID. Yeah, and the I just I should just go to this page, I think it was. And that was one of these. But you can you can look at all cause or cumulative death um sort of globally after Excess mortality count. <laughs> yeah, but cumulative, right? And so you can you can see the countries that that, and it was just a sort of selective plot of maximum and yeah. minimum. And you know you can see the countries that got whacked really hard at the beginning, and then it sort of um, tapers off. And you know, Bulgaria is one of those. Um, well, John Campbell did a great job of breaking that down. And showing that all the highly vaccinated countries are still having excess death, and all the ones that aren't are not. Y y yes, yeah. <laughs> um, where's cumulative deaths? Uh, keep going, keep going. I I think so. I think what you should do is you should go back up to the top where it says excess. No, it, it was in that drop down menu, but at the top of the drop down menu. Uh, you go to excess mortality count, and then you go to interval in the next drop-down menu. There, there it is. Cumulative. And um, so, I don't know. There, there was a... Uh, I, I just followed a link. that it, 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 it had a selection of sort of 20 of the highest and and lowest. And this... Well, you it can was, click... Like, if, on the left-hand side, you can... You can go down and you can click individual countries if you want. Yeah, it 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 had already done a um, selection. Well, yeah, just so find Bulgaria, yeah, and do Bosnia and Herzegovina too. I know that they're. Uh, oh. Oh, oh! This is cumulative. Okay, yeah. Yeah. So and and I want to say. Well, I'd I'd have to go, I'd have to sort of go and look through it, but you know, there's this issue of, and I don't know how you go about measuring realistically, right, or, or in a way that isn't skewed somehow. Is that is this thirty million number real? And uh, like I said, it doesn't well, matter what the cause of death was. Just I've heard, I've heard everywhere from. So the six point seven or whatever is the official. That's official COVID numbers. The 16, I've heard 16 plus, like 16 to 21 million mm. excess deaths, but that might be a little old. Um, so That's... what's your question though? Is you, are you trying to highlight? Well, just that what? there has been, it plays into what um, Kirillov was saying. So I don't know if you cast your mind back where we were, 
um, it was a it was some arms expo where there was this Russian ice queen interviewing that the dude who's head of bio and nuclear warfare for the Russians, and right. he he basically turns around and says, "Oh, we've seen casualty numbers that exceed." what we saw in the Second World War. Now, this, I, I don't know if, it, he didn't specifically mention COVID per se in that, because um, I, I remember him talking about um, opportunistic infections and many other factors that could have been at play. But there's there are these numbers which would suggest that um, we're we're seeing uh, or, or we're seeing a lot of excess death that how do you how do we account for it and if it's not the obvious signs of covid which people would be looking for and this is this is why i think the um the play of calling it a, a respiratory pathogen pneumonia loses the full scope of what the agent is and if we're if we're if we're having to account for again that what are surreptitious disease mechanisms protein misfolding gone astray you had enough thank you thank you thank you uh, i don't know who that was but um the you know as brutal as the Ukraine front has been, um, it, that doesn't top up to 20, 20 million. Let's say 20 million. I mean, I've, well, I've heard 30 million so, being banded about. I think but. So here's what, something that you can do. I think this would be a fruitful exercise for anybody who's, for people to just look at the chart that's on the screen right now. Oh, that you just went away from. Oh, yeah. I, was, I, I just saw excess <laughs> mortality and I... I, I compulsively clicked uh, it but i'm just wondering if it, that might be i mean it might be oh yeah so, so i remember looking at this and so you know there's a lot of places that we don't have data and um so this this type of um data was kind of interesting to look at right you, we don't have data from all the places where mm. it's lower than normal mm. like africa um, but but the, the real key is that on that previous, on the chart, the previous chart, which was chronological. Yeah, this is the one I was looking um, for. Based on, compared to, yeah, this is the percentages. Um, but I think in, in this case, the cumulative actually does a better job of it because it's cumulative, cumulative deaths from all causes compared to projection based on previous years. Yeah, but that's, but it's not as. So, uh, so well, the thing that sort of leapt out at me when I was looking at this was, you know, I know, I know, United States is a kind of basket case, but the the data with respect to race specificity specifically points at um, Southern European genotype being um, susceptible. So Hispanic type genome, 
I guess. <clears throat> and what do we see sort of leading the pack with respect to percentage change? Bolivia, Peru, Ecuador, Mexico. Um, yeah. Then put in uh, Bulgaria. So. Well, so that's why... So th there is no one easy way to look at it because there's multiple things at play here. I, I do think that you're right. Um, so on the one hand, this really argues against what, um, what Dennis Rancourt is arguing because mm. in the poor countries that, that didn't do a lot of vaccination, just like the in the John Campbell video that I sent you earlier today, really what the data is showing is that in the poor countries, the pandemic itself, the virus itself, killed a lot of people. Hmm. And it killed it or protocols or whatever, it killed a lot of people in the US too. But then you see a second bump that's really big in excess deaths that starts in 2021 and in the western countries it's even more pronounced than in the poor countries mm. um and in in the western countries you see a, a bigger bump in the cumulative that takes place during the vaccination period and then you see a continued it continues to be higher than um, uh, well, you know, I guess I see this is, this is kind of a, once again, it's percentage and, you know, maybe, yeah, this is, this is why I like the way John Campbell broke it down is because what he really shows is he shows the monthly data and not with the smooth outlines and he's looking at Europe in particular. And I think Europe is looking at South America and comparing it to the United States or Israel is kind of that's that's I don't think that's a good comparison. Looking at Europe and looking at the countries within Europe, mm. um, you see this the difference is much more stark because in the countries that didn't vaccinate heavily, their excess deaths have gone down below baseline in 2023. Mm. Yeah, but that's a classic um, pull forward effect, right? That you would expect to see. So countries like Bulgaria and, and Greece, which they had a very- Exactly, um, exactly. they had very heavy. That's exactly what you should see because if, you, if, there were, if they were clearing up the driftwood, if you're mm. clearing up the underbrush, then there's gonna be less people dying afterwards after that takes place what you see in the west in the more prosperous european countries is you saw that same thing happen but now you're seeing a, a continued above average excess deaths that's mm. continuing on that you're not seeing in hungary mm. or bosnia or bulgaria mm. so and it's very there's a very stark contrast between like the Western EU countries, well, I guess are almost all EU now, but but between the most westernized countries, the heavily vaccinated ones, the five eyes, and 
you know, Moldova, for instance. Mm. And that is really where you see the the real damage that's being caused because that's not Omicron. Uh, <laughs> Omicron is causing that death. Uh, now, well, we can we, you the, can't say because you don't you don't know. All you can well, say at this not, at this point is it's all cause, right? There's excess well, death. So it, it's all cause. But John also goes through and looks at age. Who is dying in this? Is this a Nurse Campbell uh, video I need to watch then? (laughs) Yes, Nurse Campbell. Yes, I apologize in advance. But 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 he he actually uses these same charts, and um, so that's what I'm in my head. That's what I'm thinking about right now, Mm. is because that's what I I literally sent it to you earlier today. But you did it, um, yeah. And basically, he's he's just arguing that, um. Well, he doesn't say it as explicitly as, as we are now, but quite clearly there's there's vaccines that are in the mix because because the entire world got Omicron. So what's the difference between Bulgaria and Belgium? It's well, this Belgium sad sad excess deaths, this one here. Uh yeah. Okay. All right. So yep, we can see, see the data. He, in fact he's He's looking at a world in data. <laughs> there you go, right there. Um, and like share of people who completed the initial protocol, and then then he shows a different. He he then shows um, he goes country by country and shows that all of these countries are still ten percent ish, ten to twenty to thirty percent above baseline. Right. for excess deaths and he shows um if you keep on going more and more there we go now now you're seeing for instance okay, yeah. right there hungry yeah. yeah you're seeing hungry you're seeing a bunch of these countries that are that are, have lower vaccination pr- proportions and they're basically all below baseline at or below baseline mm. which is what you would expect to see so that's where you're able to start to differentiate between, uh, okay, what is it that these countries are doing that's different? And well, they're the, what they all have in common is that the people that are still above baseline are the Western highly countries vaccinated. that are highly vaccinated. Yeah. Um, well, you know, again, it's people have got to stop beating around the bush with respect to what it is that you're dealing with and these are acts of not not acts of war um action in war and um it's incumbent upon um us to say what warn and you know (laughs) i get pulled into those zog wars folks they're bad for you well speaking of zog wars uh somebody just asked us can you and Charles try to come up with a motif behind making a K26R agent from an American perspective? Uh, uh, motif in yeah. meaning what? They, uh, I believe that he's saying that, like, why? Motif. What? Motif? Well, yeah, I guess. he's Because mis- motif mis- means something yeah. completely so, different. So motive, <laughs> I'm presuming he means motive then, yes. Yeah. Um, so, he, actually, yes, if you wanted to frame... Israel, for instance, 
um, that, but see, this is where you, this is the problem with JC disregarding the ability of them to at least uh, be tweaking in these and have at least an understanding enough of these epitopes mm. to recognize this. So first thing we need to understand is that not all science is published. Shocking. I know. Um, and because JC refuses to believe that any of that's possible, then by definition, he's not even going to address this. But the mm -hmm. problem is we have to address it because if the technology exists to to understand the differences between races and their epitopes and, and how they interact with viruses, which is what the DOD has studied quite extensively in other countries as well, like Israel, for instance, then you could also um, frame a nation. Yeah. And that you, that's not outside of the realm of possibility. So uh, Kevin, Doc has talked extensively about the ACE2 stuff that that makes it look like, you know, it's the original Wuhan strain was relatively mild for people of the K26R mutation. And it's not mutation, Omicron, it's polymorphism. And Omicron had a higher affinity mm. to that relative to everybody else. So here's, here's the, the details that people need to keep in mind when, when talking about this particular aspect is you could look at one region and say, okay, ACE, ACE2 being advantageous for that particular ethnic group. Um, but two across two critical um, regions in the infectivity cycle, which is the receptor binding motif and the furing cleavage site, which held for Ashkenazi, um, that becomes problematic. Now, if the furing cleavage site is mutating out and the receptor binding motif is changing such that it it becomes more um, It's binding for K26R increases with as you go towards Omicron. But the polybasic furin cleavage site is, again, um, changed enough. And no one has done the studies that I know of, which would look at those particular regions and say uh, both, both have become disadvantageous for that particular um, group and um, so we're, we're stuck with the first round of data that we do have we have the myeloid cell um, racial differentiation study that just came out recently the one that Christy found and um, yeah the, 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 the issue is is that we've moved on and you know, if what I'm showing uh, here, right, so this amyloidogenic signal increases. Well, okay, that's problematic, but if it doesn't have the tissue tropism that was there in the first iteration, it's less of a problem, right? The, right. the you, you would, or I would make the presumption that entry areas are going to be more tuned to dealing with this kind of um, 
issue. It's it's when you get into tissues that are um, sensitive, say. Now, the, the issue we have, or not issue, or, or trying to follow that sort of logic, it seems that neuroinvasiveness is a feature just of coronaviruses in general. They're, they all seem to be able to um, have this ability to um, retrograde transport up axons, which is what's happening at the uh, olfactory interface. And I, I would, I would say that anywhere that becomes infected um, is going to be innervated by nerves. And so, it's if it's possible to jump uh, into olfactory neurons, then it should be, in theory. I would argue that um, any any nerve pathway is susceptible, and this is this is what we see with um, scrapey, the prion protein routes of infection, and and so they talk about um, like which pathway comes first, sensory, motor, or the the other one, the primary one is hematogenous it's coming through the blood and it's um circulating and landing in regions and i want to i want to say that in with prion it's sensory that gets infected first and then it travels to motor regions i want to say i'd have to i'd have to go back and look at the um, literature well that would be that'd be concerning mm. given the the fact that so we know that the olfactory bulb is a target, <clears throat> and uh, mm. so um, well. So there's a couple of things here. Then first is, um, if if they did um, engineer, uh, but I don't think we answered the question the, about motif here. Well, so that's kind of where I was going though. Okay. If if they did engineer these prion-like domains, knowing into a coronavirus that already had tropism uh, into nerve cells, then that's that's really bad. Mm. Um, and it's so on the one hand, if they have this this understanding of the epitopes between and the differences between different races and how all these things interact, then then the same they would have the same ability to frame others as and and bake that into the cake as well and so could um the hypothesis you said yes could the americans have a reason to well we also have to think it might it might whoever it is whether it was americans or the west or china or whoever whoever did make this virus if they went through the effort to make to manipulate the virus there's at least a decent possibility that they would try to to a hide the evidence in the genome like with restriction sites and then b to divert attention away from their own activities as much as possible and to make it look like it's somewhere else um i actually i mean i don't know we're not even there yet but at least well, rfk has brought up the topic 
but we're not we're not there in the discussion to where I think where it's wide enough that well I'm just I'm just thinking we on be aware of it on the um on the back of so we've just had 911 another anniversary go by and you know this there was a how should we say k26r hand fingerprint there as well and this has to be and a cia fingerprint so sorry say that again and was well, it and a cia fingerprint as well yes yes um but the you know again I, I i don't know how much weight i put in the evidence that um jews got a, uh, <laughs> a text message don't go to work today <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if that's true, but you know, we can look at the insurance claims that were made. Uh, Silver Silverstein, um, you know, where he he'd bought the towers at a bargain price rate, and then had just um, just happened to insure them for I don't know billions of dollars in the in the light of terrorist attacks, and he even managed to get two payouts right because it was considered too he managed to argue in court that it was two individual acts of terrorism not one and so he get they, they got billions of dollars in that respect and it's the, we have to take that type of data into account i would say if you want to build out a, um, a threat assessment and the um and again who who would what other fingerprints did we see back then? Well, we know that there was shorting of airline stock. I remember that one pretty clearly from back then, just prior to well, 9-11. There's a lot of fingerprints here too. And mm. I, I would say that we, we, we already know that there was a massive amount of preparation i mean jc's streaming about it right now you know the all the all the different um um like exercises and, and pre-planned events and, and and the mrna platform research and everything that was going on they were they were itching to do this and then they finally did it um so there's there's a much broader amount of evidence that's out there showing that there was some there's plenty of premeditation in the response and given how closely it was the response resembled um what they'd been planning uh to me it kind of put, it kind of argues against there being a single nation yeah i i i think you've got to think beyond nations it's it's power groups that's that's where you yeah. have to look. I and... mean, I, I would say that the most likely thing here is that it's supranational, supranational, and and whether that is some consortium of economic or other interests, there's clear evidence that there was that there was knowledge beforehand. And the fact that they, the response that they did was exactly what they planned, but 
completely against common sense and everything that scientists were saying for a century. Um, well, and the fact that they were able to do it across the globe. Uh, I kind of agree. Yeah, you know, I don't think that uh, Mike Eden is wrong about everything. Ah, I think I think he's pretty spot on about this. Um, the, the coordination, the um, th this wasn't a spontaneous. It didn't just happen by chance. And um, you know, we have to we have to look at the ignition in Wuhan as being. Well, it, you know, it's been a struggle to say, hey, it could be of lab origin, right? And, well, okay, we get to that point, and then, well, you know, if there are threat actors out there that knew that that infrastructure was in place, knew that this type of research was ongoing, and then you could, um, you could false flag them in that respect and have attention yep. drawn to China um you know again uh, we have to accept that if if that data holds they they east asians have a low lower binding potential so they have an advantageous polymorphism in this instance um the um you know the, the question becomes what can we do right now and i would just again say um don't get sucked into what it is that they're trying to uh, to manifest right now. And you know, fun funnily enough, as I was, we can, we can speak a little bit about conventional war. <laughs> How about that? Because we've seen um, in the last, I was guys at the beginning of the week now, but um, Russian ships get hit in their ports in Crimea and I don't know, whatever you think about the um, recent history, in terms of Russian history, that's been theirs for a long time. They've fought many a war over that, including with British, French, um, that's, I want to say the charge of the Light Brigade from Britain's that's correct. Yeah. And, you know, it Britain has claimed responsibility. Well, it was our weapons that did it, and you know, was was Ukraine doing? Uh, did did Ukraine have the capability to launch as many um, missiles as were? I don't know. I've I've said I've heard seven to ten, etc., and free free impacting, but the targeting of such an important strategic asset right now um where do they where did where does that go and you know i would well let's look at let's look at what ukraine's actually done and then compare that and ask ourselves okay do they can they actually do this let's see ukraine has mortared its own nuclear power plant it has blown up bridges to Crimea. I mean, I know it has a land bridge, but but it's blown up bridges. It's flooded parts of its own country by blowing up one of the dams. Um, those are not high-tech precision targeting um, methods. 
Right. So we've seen basically Ukraine engaging in terrorist attacks for two years. Um. So, no, it it wouldn't. To uh, now they're saying that okay, Ukraine went from these terrorist attacks because that's literally all they could do, blowing up bridges, their own infrastructure, um, blowing up a dam, to precision targeting of critical assets and infrastructure in Crimea, uh, magically using British missiles. No, the Ukrainians had nothing to do with the targeting of those or the firing of those weapons. Mm. Yeah. And I would, those are NATO fired weapons. Yeah. And I, I know the British upper classes and their douchebag like, uh, behavior. Um, it, it wouldn't surprise me. That was just completely British. Oh, yeah. Operation but from start is, to finish. That is a NATO attack on Crimea. That's yeah. what that is. Yeah, and so actually, as a, I know, I know, we were sort of discussing it a bit before the stream. So, well, but but okay, but think about that in the context of what just happened last week, when Starlink wouldn't give them like access of their stuff, so that way they could do exactly that. Mm. Well, the Pentagon has seized Starlink. I saw a, I saw a report yesterday. Yeah, Pentagon has seized Starlink. That the parts that go over Ukraine. <laughs> uh, I have not seen that. No. Yeah, I mean, I I don't know how to confirm that or not, but um, yeah, you know. I'd be interested to know because uh, wow, that would yeah, I want to, I definitely want to learn more about that. Yeah, the um. Well, let me let me just see if I can find it. Pentagon seizes. Oh, link. So this from yeah, <laughs> funnily enough, Pravda, you know, which used to be the joke for um. That is true. Right. Uh, well, what uh, probably means truth, right? Yes. Yeah. 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 Well, sadly, it's more, more true than. So Musk gives control of some Starlink equipment and services to Pentagon. And you know this happens in the time frame that um, these these strikes happen, and I don't know. I mean, it's. Does it? Do they need Starlink to use those scalp? I get what the British call them, but um, those cruise missiles. I, I don't think so. I think I think they do. For well, like GPS is would be enough. No, I mean that gives you. Uh, well, they there's highly advanced targeting and and geopositioning systems. In those missiles so uh so no the short answer is no they don't need that the the answer that i believe what they're trying to do is they they want to say it's starlink so that way they can use that as cover mm. and pretend that it was ukraine that fired them and not britain mm. because britain does not need starlink <laughs> right, right. They have those targets but Ukraine probably does mm. using British missiles. So I think that's what they're 
they're trying to distance NATO from missiles would be mm. my guess of how this is going. I think I don't think it's anything more complicated than that. And I wonder if um so you, you were talking about them being able to sort of triangulate the origin. I yes, mean, I would, they should I would be able presume... to translate the origin. I mean, we could do that with mortars in Iraq. Mm. Like, within instants, within moments, uh, we'd have these radar panels that were encircling the base. And so wherever it came from, in whatever direction, they would triangulate. I don't remember if it was the sound of the burst or some com combination of them, but just do the automatic trigonometry. And, mm. and they could even... They could even calculate where it was going to land before it landed, but but depending on how far away the mortars were when they would shoot, and this was back in two thousand five, the the Blackhawks, which are always on standby, would be in the air a lot of times before the rounds landed, wow. already flying to the point, the location where they were fired from, which is why. <clears throat> Which is why the insurgents figured this out. And so they started, instead of, they started setting timers on these mortars. So that way they wouldn't be there whenever, <laughs> whenever they I thought they you had fired. to drop them in to make them. Uh... Right. Well, okay. well, there's different, there's different like setups that you can do. So they tried okay. timers and they also started shooting them from boats in the Euphrates, hmm. which isn't, isn't very good for targeting purposes. So basically, they were just spray and pray, just like dumping in. Like, can you imagine being on a boat with a not stable platform, to say the least? So right. they had no fucking idea where these mortars were going to come down. But just like clockwork, every night at, at sunset, you'd see these. They would shoot them from from the river or whatever, and you'd you'd see the rounds coming in, and you'd see the black. You couldn't see the Blackhawks, but you could see the tracer fire right. as they they would take off. And then they would still be like, you know, a mile or two or whatever away, a couple of miles away mm -hmm. from the position. And you could see the tracers uh, as they're doing it. It was a really good fireworks display every night. Yeah, I can imagine. <laughs> but the, the, the whole point of that is to say that um, this notion that like Ukraine does not, Ukraine doesn't even have enough people to drive the tanks or fly the planes that, that mm. the jets that they're asking for. You, how many Ukrainian pilots can fly F-16s? None. So do we think that these British missiles were fired from by a Ukrainian? That's absolutely ridiculous. Yeah. And, you know, I'm just thinking, well, what's the platform? So sub-launched sub or... Right. If it was Ukraine, it would be like the, them firing these mortars off the boats in Euphrates where they have... Like they could sneeze and it could go five miles in the end. The other right, like they have no idea. There, there's right. not aiming going on. So if there was a precision strike on mm. British assets in the Crimean Peninsula, that did not come from Ukraine. Mm -hmm. Yeah, I'm just wondering if it was sub or they're using something like um, F-35s, low-flying F-35s. That... Oh yeah, it's true. So so that that was the other question. So if they have this triangulation capability, Russia does. I'm sure they do. I, I would if so. the only way that they could get away with it, in my, once again, I don't know all the science behind missiles, so forgive me, but the only thing I can think of is that 
I, I presume that Russia can triangulate pretty well the source. So if that's not the case, then that means that the, something was done to suppress the signal from where it came from. Um, and if that's the case, like the only the only thing I can think why anybody would do that is if they didn't want people to be able to prove that it didn't come from Ukraine. Because if you were Ukraine, why would you? Why would you hide where? where right, it came you, from? you you almost want the the glory that goes with it being launched. From... Right, you want the glory that goes with it, and you mm. don't want there to be some plausible, or you don't want deniability because mm. because ostensibly, you, if you're NATO, you don't want to be blamed for it. Mm. So my guess is is uh, <clears throat> that they that unless it has been clearly triangulated. Then there's not a chance in Hades that it came from Ukraine. Yeah, yeah. Which you know, this pulls us down. This just terrifying. Yeah, it's it's uh, further further along the escalation um, framework, and I I don't know where that ends up right now. And you know the the idea that our oh, you know the last three years was all some you know corporate esg uh driven type ideology you know trying to get to that i don't i don't i i think with what we're seeing it's just we're way way beyond that and so the yeah this isn't about esg mm, yeah <laughs> this uh, on the front lines of a war that's not the... right well i mean you know the ukrainians I mean, now that the, the... West africa is kicking West Africa's kicking uh US out of several countries, out of several yeah. like infrastructure projects because they try to pull that shit. Mm. But in the real world, in the trench, um nobody well, cares. Ukraine is with. now yeah. they're at such a tenuous um manning situation that um they're talking about conscripting women to go onto the yeah. Front lines. Instead of manning, they'll start womaning. Right. Because, I mean, that's what happens. And look, ladies, war, you can you can go sign war, up. It doesn't matter. You, you can go <laughs> sign up. Um, but um, there's some jobs there's that no atheists in box holes, and no one cares about your bonus hole. There's no <laughs> bonus hole. <laughs> no bonus holes. <laughs> well, except except for the dudes stationed with the chicks and the. Well, yeah, I mean. Uh, so in in the real world, when the shit hits the fan, ESG goes by the wayside. Mm. So, and and we've seen uh, how shocking is it that that all these ESG BlackRock people are willing to to completely forget about all that shit when it hurts their bottom line. Mm. Um, you know. Yeah. So in the real world, no, they don't care. Now, you know, I suppose the um, there's the argu argumentation that they're all in on it, and the Russian side is just playing its part in a uh, larger drama. Um, I'm uh, I'm struggling to bite down on that yeah. one. Uh, I don't know. I, I think that's kind of that's all too cooey for me. Mm. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't think it's that. 
And I, I just wonder, you know, how much of this strike was a consequence of... You saw the missile strike on the market? Uh, that was a while back. A couple weeks yeah, ago, I forget the... I, I can't pronounce the name. Kiev, whatever. <laughs> but um, but the, the, the instant response was, oh, that was Russian, right? There was a Russian attack and then... Of course. But th there was... So it seems that the real-time... They called brosint, right? The, the just on, on, <laughs> <laughs> but like they, they, they can see these planes taking off, right? And so they know, um, they know when they go up and when they get to a sort of launch position. And so the the radar and triangulation is good in that respect, and it's sort of putting out, uh, and and somehow these what I presume are internal military channels are feeding this information out across things like telegram etc so there, there was literally these sort of time stamped events of okay the um i don't know which planes the ukrainians are using but they they fly from the airfield they get to a launch point and fire and then try and land before they get hit by something and the issue was that there was this footage from a street cam and so all all, all the pravda <laughs> all the organs of uh, propaganda were immediately particularly western was look look what russia has done yada 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 and then this street cam footage gets released and you can literally <clears throat> see the missile tracking down the road in the reflection of parked cars Right, so they know the they know the direction that it's come from, and yeah. did you see this? Uh, I didn't. Oh no, God, dude! Super deeply, but I mean, none of this is shocking. So I'm, I'm I'm just wondering if that because they got caught out so quickly with the with that strike that they would say, okay, we we need to move the news cycle along, and point and and do something like hit military critical infrastructure and escalate in that fashion um do, does that seem reasonable to you yeah i mean they're flailing about uh, trying to salvage everything they can mm. trying to save face as much as possible but i mean it's terrifying because they seem more willing to go to world war three than to go yeah. to the peace table. Which is, well, the you know. issue here is that they don't have any other plays to hand, right? They're, they're um, you know, if, again, it comes down to what was the motivation behind initiation of, if we'd look, if, chances are, I think we're spot on here, that they used initial bio warfare to soften up places and uh, populations and um what what's the end goal for the conflict in this instance what, how are they redrawing maps how are they um positioning themselves so that they get the euphemistic peacetime dividend afterwards uh this i, I i'm struggling to tease that out at the moment because uh, you go down the this 
degree of escalation that they would um what just decimate europe and other i, don't know. I mean i yes. don't I can't, I can't see north america staying untouched in, in this modern age um well the only good thing about north america is that it's <clears throat> surrounded by ocean so mm. Uh, we're able to stay relatively insulated from from all this crap. Um, I feel bad for Japan and India, and mm. I mean India is kind of doing some things. I guess I really just feel bad for Japan and Taiwan and yeah. So that that's that's the that, that they've done that that the West is well. It means they get they're going towards setting up war in Pacific, right? as the yep. war spreads from europe like second world war it'll go into the pacific and you know if if there's well, one country that would be innocent here who would be the japanese right they they did demilitarize right they did everything that they were told to do <laughs> i think if i was Jap <clears throat> i think it's time i know they've for decades the last two decades in particular they've there's been a lot of back and forth about whether or not to take the jdf and and uh strengthen it mm. and kind of go back more to being a, more than just a defense force um but i don't think they have a choice because mm. the west is stabbing itself in the in its own eyes and chopping off its penis and setting itself on fire so mm. like if i was japan i'd be terrified right now yeah, but I mean, what's what's the strategic thing to do, which is what could cool relations with China and Russia and just uh, try and sit it out and but I don't know, be like Switzerland. Have, the only good I, I think there's there's nothing good that can come from <laughs> from any of this. Uh, you're basically you're talking about taking three of the like the 10 largest economies in the world. So South Korea, Japan, Taiwan, and just, you know, frittering that away. Because uh, so hang on. Uh, in, in the chat it says, Japan, Qatar, Frankfurt are all stock exchange is Vanguard is using now with instruments. Seems total belt and road, dumbing down dodos here. Maybe, maybe, um, and you know this is what's his face Brzezinski, mm -hmm. and um, is it the fight for who who controls Asia, etc.? And I, I I don't know. And uh, none of well, us Asia, are in a position to. Yeah, um, the U.S. The U.S. is like I don't know what happens if if the West. Well, so here's uh, here's the. Um, I would say self-preservation would be what what you'd see from Taiwan and South Korea and Japan. Yeah, the, and, and they if should that neutrality. Then mm. so be it. But that would be the number one thing on their list. Yeah, and so the. Well, let's take a a broke back, Brenda's uh, approach here, which is that the so the control it, it may be that the US has sort of served its role 
in the lead up to the, 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 this new age, right? And the if this idea of control of Asia, Belt and Road Initiative, etc., and our K26R element wants a controlling hand in that as essentially the management class of the of this new infrastructure and new developmental landscape i guess economic developmental landscape then it it makes sense to implode the west and russia um and then they they crawl out on top but i i'm struggling to see how china would um would agree to having ceding strategic control in that respect. Maybe, maybe they would. I uh, don't know. Well, it's tough to say. What I can say is that China understands, just like everybody else, that that they're facing a a population crisis themselves. Hmm. They're already economically the the paper tiger is starting to uh, come through. They're not as they're not done yet modernizing, and so they can't. They've been leveraging their the wealth that has been generated to to try to build this this hegemony like structure with Belt and Road and with other things, but the at the end of the day, they don't. Their population is going to crash before they could really become the pre. I don't. I don't think China has the ability to become the preeminent superpower. They're just. There's too many structural problems mm. baked into their their economy and everything else. Um, I think that India is better positioned in the long term, which seems. In some respects, yes, <laughs> but people don't understand. But people don't understand the precipice that China is quickly approaching, and that's what makes the the simultaneous self-immolation of the West so stupid. Because we don't need we don't the West doesn't need to have Ukraine be part of NATO mm. to maintain its strength, but instead it's committing suicide. Carry, if you will, like it's um, it, well, which I, I, I would mind take mind that as mind meaning mind. that at that super at that supranational level, someone is able to project power in such a way as to force the immolation. Would you, would you like I say, the yeah, I mean, Western, I would, say, I would, I would say it's the WEF, but um, but even so, it, like the WEF is what is the WEF? It's half of it. It's the World Economic Forum, and yeah, but it's just Euro, um, yeah. So Euro bloodlines, basically. So you say you say you can't see how how China would would cede power, but the truth is, is I think China knows that it has limits to what it can do, and I think being working with whatever, whether it's the WEF or whatever these international frameworks are, um. I think ultimately is is a good play for them because I don't think they they don't have the ability to become the preeminent superpower. Yeah, but if, if you, you would be China would be looking at what's going on right now and seeing what's happening to 
the sure, US, the for example, term. right? And and just in, saying in the, in the short term, they should take advantage of it. If if they're Chinese, they're I I would imagine they're just going to try to leverage it as much as possible. But in the long term, everything is about the singularity. Everything is about getting to quantum computing first. Everything is about um, generalized artificial intelligence. Mm. Everything is about being the people to do that first. And mm. so China's kind of gone all in and said, screw it. We're, we're not going to be able, we're not going to be able to, to overtake them. So we need to just make sure that we, we get there first. And so they're, they're doing that. And so is Israel. So is the rest of the West. Like that's the game they're in. And, and I think they're solely focused on that. And so they don't really give a shit what happens to the people. They just don't. And so if a bunch of people die in con conflagration, conflagrations, then so be it. And the, in this instance, it's a case of, um, that in in this new whatever corporate world that they're building, the Western ideals and principles are actually impediment for them. Right? They don't need upper e Euro Western U.S. type Correct. doctrine. Yeah. They yeah. need compliance. Which is probably why they're jettisoning it as, as quickly as they can, because mm. at the end of the day, this is all about power. This is mm. this isn't about, they don't have they don't care about ideals anymore. Mm. Yeah, that's uh their people do. Like the you know, there's still a lot of people in Britain who care about freedom. Mm. Just because you know, I was watching God, what was it? I, I don't know, someone put it in the Discord as I was kids were getting ready for school. And they're basically introducing a bunch of statutes and acts which basically says you are not allowed private encrypted communications in the UK. You can't have a signal. You can't have a whatever. Um, all of that yeah. is um, being done away with. And they've been trying to undo all the all the freedoms that the internet has brought. They're trying to undo and or centralize it so that way that we can't do what we're doing right now, which mm. is, you know, commiserate. Uh, like they're petrified of drastic, mm. not drastic itself, but the ability that at any time citizens could do something like that. Mm. So that's what they have to stop. Mm. And well, they're, they're not there yet, but they're, they're trying really hard, especially in Britain where you've seen in London, I know that you're paying attention and they're, they're already halfway down to, to the smart city, to the 15 minute city. Mm. And they're London is banning like, yeah, they've got the, the low emission zone cameras going up and um, yeah. it's, uh, look man, that, <laughs> as much as it pains That's me to say it, it's, uh, it's been the vanguard of technocratic um, totalitarianism. And, pun intended? Uh, with vanguard? Or... Oh yeah, well, <laughs> excuse the pun. <laughs> the... Look, I've said this before. I remember them putting cameras up in the UK as when I was a kid, and you know the well, I like I said, as a product of the Cold War, it was just the oh, that's what um, those nasty Ruskies and East Germans do. Now, of course, they 
did have big surveillance networks and they were totalitarian. But the fact that we went down that route was, yeah, that was, you know, as you begin to sort of wake up from your, and I was just, I was a kid when they were doing that, but um, the fact that you were being filmed on public streets, that invasion of privacy, they were just setting the ground for what they're doing now. And um, Well, there's a reason why Viva Vendetta was written in the, in the late 80s, mm. so, if I remember. Yeah, and, but that's, uh, that's um, Globo Homo propaganda. I'm not... <laughs> I mean, Alan Moore. I told you, right? Like, we, I, we were discussing it, right? And I was, I was, like, I watched it. I was disgusted. It's kind of yes. So it's a mixture of propaganda, mixed in with the truth, which is ironic, because yes, that was definitely. But if if Alan for your most Alan Moore's a leftist, your most egregious propaganda needs to have some element of truth to it, and right, we, we just didn't know that the actual fascists were going to be the left mm. or, the, or they just pretended that that was a, they made Hitler into this right wing character, which is ironic because, you know, mm. national socialism. Um, but people don't know anything about history. Mm. <sighs> yeah. Like I say, I, I, I've watched it twice. V for Vendetta. When it first came out, okay, I was so like, oh, yeah. okay, yes. oh, all right, movie. But then I watched it again. I was like, Oh God. <laughs> Yes, yes, yes. But I did. It is. I got this really. The irony is, it's the left talking about painting the the right as this fascist di dictatorship mm. in waiting, and it really, it was the left that that took all this stuff. Mostly the left, anyway. Mm. Mm. And yeah. and people also don't realize that the left and right connotations in Europe were completely different than like you that you can't you can't put that onto the US and say, okay, well, the Republicans are the right and the mm. Democrats are the left because they're, that's not the right spectrum. It, it's not it's not a line. Mm. It's a 3D confirmation and yeah. they're not the same. Yeah, it doesn't so, it doesn't line up precisely, but you know that's But yes, Beaver and Daddy, yes, I realized it was okay, so it was somewhat propaganda, but B Boyd, B Boyd. But look what they look what they called out right though. I mean, yeah, the surveillance and shit. the bio war the, and surveillance, the bio warfare, uh, predictive programming, sir. <laughs> yeah, yeah Lloyd uh, Brown says he's with me in the chat. The Globo Homo and that was sickening. I couldn't watch it. And the thing is, I don't remember it from the first time I watched it. Right, well, so it either. was. It, then it was, you go back and you watch it and, and you hear this, you read the story in the toilet paper and it's like, oh my God. Well, yeah. <laughs> but now, now it's but once the, again, it's once the again, homos it's the with the, with the, yeah. the truncheons. Oh, to have the, uh, what was it? What were they called? Ingsoc? I like that. Uh, well, they, they make it, the, it's the poker sort of, patriarchal um power systems right and um i'm kind of i'm seeing the merit in you You need some of that to restrain the um the tyrannical mother female reflex of the left where um safety and um 
everything's got to be fair, etc. But it's if you don't agree with it, they'll they'll crush you. And that's oh, what happened there? Um, Um, I think that invite should just work. So I presume I'm still streaming, right? I'm still streaming. I can see the chat updating. So uh, let me read some uh, chat. But um, yes, I'm with you, Lloyd. <laughs> the Globo Homo in it was sickening. And let me, uh, I can play this whilst we just see that um, Charles comes back but this i found this hilarious <laughs> for uh all the um all the homos that do watch uh you're gonna have to uh, beg my indulgences uh with this particular <laughs> this, this shit was hilarious <laughs> you had enough Oh man, um, it's this type of Japanese phobia that's destroying the internet. Um. <laughs> ah, oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. Uh, why am I so uh, exit minimized video? Okay. Oh, it's uh, Zoom. We're watching Zoom. Let me do this. Um, it appears that Charles has just dropped off the internet. So I don't know what happened. Maybe there was a. Uh, maybe the Russians responded. And uh, they they put uh, they EMP'd the US. <laughs> the sky's green and only green. <laughs> oh yeah, touche. <laughs> Everyone, yeah, Charles is back. His internet went out. Um, 
I'll, I'll wrap it up there and right and a new keyboard let me just see if uh white lung kung fu with the pesos uh the joni i want to say thank you to and um ruben i will say um is that have, have we scraped yeah i think we just about scraped 100 bucks for that tax evading bleak um it's cracker yeah maybe <laughs> maybe 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 um <laughs> in this case i hope luke's real <laughs> yeah yeah all right so uh i'll just uh i'll just uh wrap it up here with this and this so um this is the latest data from omicron um Gene transfecting this is a real, real bad idea till we can demonstrate otherwise. Do not go um, sticking in those amyloidogenic peptides in tissue agnostic, highly labile uh, nanoparticles. Um, don't do it. Uh, mitigate exposures. Uh, give your body the best fighting chance that you have. And the... Um, and yeah, try try to stay healthy. I can tell you from the last month or so that uh, being uh, under the weather, and especially when it's, um, I don't know, you, you're not, it's not flu ill, you've just got a, a, what a, a abscess, I guess. Once once a cyst is infected, it's a, it's an abscess, so... Um, yeah, try try to avoid that in the current environment. They will. Uh, they are obviously not afraid of the escalation, and the the they're going for it right now. I would say. So with that, I'm going to um, say thank you for tuning in. How many did we get? Uh, Eight seven watching there. What are we doing here? Oh. Yeah, 170. That's not bad. That's not bad. Well done. Well done, folks. Um, what's this? Oh, hang on. I see a question in the chat. My ex thing just got hit by 2.86. She got slammed. Um, yeah. Um, check PayPal. Download to... Uh, that's, that's my fault. Um, yes, I see it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. Oh, um, just for that, we can have one more time <laughs> this rampant Japanese phobia. Um, <laughs> then, then I'm out.
shocking. <laughs> shocking, I tell you. Raspberry, thank you very much. I think uh, I saw it in the... Did I mention it in coffees? I, I, might, I, I don't want to um, name too many. Mark, maybe. Uh, yes. All right. Um, I will uh, see you guys in the next one. Take care. God bless. <laughs> Remember, homosexuality is a sin and an abomination. <laughs> Bro, you don't know how angry I am. You do, like, I was just leaving for fucking work. You do not understand how fucking pissed off. After reading that little line, I will be arrested for most taking a fucking vaccine. Fuck these gaffers. I will fucking kill each fucking gaffer. I swear to <laughs> This is not a fucking joke anymore. This is fucking dead serious. I am fucking dead serious. These people don't know who the fuck they're actually playing with. Fuck these gaffers. No fucking vaccine or MRI whatever throws you my fucking blood blood never no. I will fucking die fucking fighting for my fucking bees and my fucking forefathers and my fucking lineage fuck these motherfuckers all them five this guy send check 45,000 turn this